Kanye Capitalism, published on November 23rd, 2022. Investors will put up with as much as they can for as long as they can. There's an old Israeli joke about a man who gets banned from a public swimming pool. He goes to the manager's office and asks, why was I banned? You peed in the pool, says the manager. So what, says the man, everyone pees in the pool. Yes, replies the manager, but you peed from the diving board. <laughs> the global economy operates under the same principle. Outrageous behavior is tolerated as long as nobody notices. And even when people notice, investors and corporations act only once they no longer have a choice. In some sense, it has always been this way. The local subsidiaries of Ford and General Motors controlled 70% of the German car market at the outset of, of World War II. When, work broke, when the war broke out, the factories retooled themselves to become suppliers of the German army. You might think the factories were nationalized and U.S. companies no longer had a say in the matter. But, as the Washington Post reported in 1998, this was not the case. And I quote, American managers of both General Motors and Ford went along with the conversion of their German plants to military production at a time when U.S. government documents show they were still resisting calls by the Roosevelt administration to step up military production in their plants at home. End of quote. The extent of these activities was only revealed years later, after the fact. But long before the Holocaust, in the 1920s, Henry Ford's Dearborn Independent published a series of anti-Semitic articles titled The International Jew, The World's Problem. In 1922, the New York Times reported, and I quote, A rumor is current here, in Germany, that Henry Ford, the American automobile manufacturer, is financing Adolf Hitler's national nationalist and anti-Semitic movement in Munich. Indeed, the Berlin Tagelblatt has made an appeal to the American ambassador in Berlin to investigate and interfere. End of quote. Hitler, Hitler admired, quote, and quoted him, sorry, Hitler admired Henry Ford and quoted him in his 1925 screed, Mein Kampf. The Fuhrer even kept a portrait of the American industrialist in his office. In 1927, Henry Ford recanted his anti-Semitic views following backlash from Jewish and Christian consumers and an earlier rebuke by President Woodrow Wilson and former President Taft. Still, in 1938, months before World War II, the Nazi government awarded Ford the country's highest medal of honor for non-Germans. In Ford's time, consumers were not always aware of what their favorite corporations were up to. As long as they did not, so to speak, pee from the diving board, business could continue as usual. These days, consumers are much more informed, and yet some entrepreneurs are actively peeing from the diving board. Before Adidas finally dropped him, Kanye West boasted publicly, and I quote, I can say anti-Semitic things, and Adidas still can't drop me. End of quote. Before declaring bankruptcy, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried, SBF, gave Bloomberg a detailed account of why his business was an actual Ponzi scheme. Now it gets even worse. Rolling Stones just reported, just published a new report about Kanye's work at Adidas, and according to multiple employees and executives, Kanye made them watch pornography, share, shared with them explicit photos of his then-wife, Kim Kardashian, and he bullied them. An open letter by former employees also claims, and I quote, that leaders from Adidas were aware of West's problematic behavior, but turned their moral compass off. End of quote. In some cases, senior managers from Adidas were even direct witnesses to Kanye's behaviors, but did nothing, according to the report. So if Kanye and SBF's backers were aware of their exploits, why didn't they drop them then and there? Because they didn't have to. Simply put, the investors and executives only turned against them when there was no choice. We live in a networked world, 
governed by social cascades. When something is hot, you have to jump on the bandwagon and try to make the most of it. When something turns cold, you bail out and run for the hills. Kanye is a viral phenomenon that corporations must ride. So was FTX and its in-house token, FTT. As long as they were good for business, Kanye and SPF were untouchable, more powerful than even Henry Ford. Ford was a remarkable entrepreneur, but he was not irreplaceable. The world knew how to make cars, and any company could replicate Ford's efforts and achieve similar results. A car is a car. Investors could have transferred their capital from one company to another, and they would still have made a profit. But we no longer live in a simple, linear, industrial world. Today's winners are irreplaceable. Our economy is governed by complex interaction between billions of connected individuals who get excited and incited without rhyme or reason. No one knows how to create the next Kanye. No one knows how to create the next popular token. Increasingly, the only way to find out what works is to gamble on multiple things and see what the crowd loves. And once you have a winner, you ride it for as long as you can, until the crowd has enough. And then you do it again. We shouldn't expect better behavior from our investors. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and newsletter, please share it with your friends. Follow us on your favorite podcasting app. And we'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.